You're listening to the SidePod Podcast. Formula One. The SidePod Podcast. Here's Pat and Ted. Back, episode four, technically, of the SidePod. Technically. Yeah. Fourth one recorded, we could say. Episode three. Episode three ran into some technical difficulties, and this we're gonna be, save that for the. Uh... This will be episode three for everyone else. This is episode yeah. four for me and Ryan, me and, me and Ted. And one day we'll release the archives of the unreleased episode three. This it's the, the episode the episode from Atlantis. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be part of the lore. But so, yeah, so we've had a lot happen since the last time we've been on a podcast recorded. Yeah, we're just going to throw away everything that happened on the last one and just jump straight into Yogi D. Hair predictions or anything. Yeah. They were all, we all we got them right. right. We hit them they on the head. We right. Let's be real. We don't miss. Qualifying, though, we were not right. For you're saying for uh, for we the thought, last week? Because we thought Max was going to absolutely. Oh, you're talking, about, you're talking about for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, because we thought that Max was going to absolutely dominate. What did he run into? What know. happened? I really don't know. I want. I don't know if it was his transmission or his drivetrain or what, but uh, interesting. Interesting. That ex, that just absolutely go for him and run mm-hmm. in Q two. That was probably the only redeeming factor of qualifying. Mm-hmm. That last round was just seeing him like have to. Not, it's gonna. It felt like it was just be every week with him running away. Yeah. This but, one, I felt like. We were going to watch something interesting happen. We got a little, yeah. Like it, him running into those problems and starting 15 was kind of like, oh, yeah, something new. And so, he was saying in some of the interviews that the same problem that happened in qualifying was happening in, in the race. Mm-hmm, but he didn't have to really like, I don't know if he was just not pushing it as hard or. Probably not. But yeah, by the time he got to second place, he was just cruising. If that keeps up, if Maxi's having problems with his cars, they could happen where if it's, you know. Sergio Max, Sergio Max, if Max has a DNF here or there, or something mm-hmm. happens, like, Sergio can be there to scoop those points up, you know? Yeah, it might just come down to who's the most consistent between the two of them, I and, said, and by consistent meaning, like, least amount of car errors. So first is, first, being first in a race is 25 points, being second is 18. Mm-hmm. So it's a seven-point difference every race. Mm-hmm. That means if Max has one DNF and Sergio wins... That's three, what one? That's three second places he can get. Yeah. That just you know what I mean like, it's a big. Yeah, I saw the only difference between them, and we're kind of jumping ahead, but the only difference between them in points right now is the fact that Max got the fastest, fastest lap, lap on that last one. Yeah. But let's go back. Let's go back to qualifying. So, what do we got on Logan? So See, Logan you want to talk about that? I'm disappointed, and uh, I think he's a lot of potential, but he has just failed. To do good in qualifying, I believe he had a qualifying lap in, and then had deleted for track limits. Mm-hmm. And then when he went forward a second time, he ended up just botching his lap. I think he spun one lap, Oof. and then went over the curves a second lap, and just ended up like messing up his car. So it sucks to see him start from P twenty. Yeah, I mean he, had, but he's had good races though, right? His race pace has been a lot better yeah. than. His qualifying pace, but like he he should be up there with Albon in terms of in terms qualifying. Of like, yeah, I mean Albon's doing really good with that Williams, and it just sucks to see that Sargent's not like doing yeah. what he can. I mean Alex is a veteran enough one. Logan, it's his first year. I can't expect too much from him. But what do you think the difference is between like your qualifying and your race? Because he's clearly better at the race than he's at qualifying yeah, right now. I think. With qualifying, you have to just put everything into one lap. Like, you just have to throw it all on the line. Mm-hmm. And it's way more stressful, way more pushing to the limit. And I just don't think he's comfortable pushing that Williams straight quite to the limit yet. I think he's comfortable in race pace and comfortable, like, you know, just conserving his tires, going over an entire, the whole, you know, track. But uh, going through that single lap. Mm-hmm. He just can't seem to put it together, hmm. which is strange because like I said Albon has been able to do both, so that's unfortunate. And so some more storylines here from, or things you want to talk about. At the very least is we got Oscar. Oscar, 
qualified P8. Mm-hmm. And a McLaren that we said was absolute dog doo-doo, poo-poo caca. I mean, it still is. Yeah. But Last place. It's a great qualify. I mean, but to qualify for him, especially when Lando had an issue where he wasn't as qualifying. Um, I don't know if he qualified. I don't know where he qualified exactly. I know he qualified at the bottom because he uh, ran to the wall on the last turn, I think turn 27. And Ooh. broke his front left wheel, it looked like, and could not. McLaren did have some bad luck this weekend. Yeah, they had a lot more in the race that we'll get into later with that, but they just had they just had a bad start this season. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny that it's like Oscar and Logan are, seem like they're kind of different, whereas like at least so far this year where Logan hasn't had great qualifying, but he's done better in the races, where it's like maybe Oscar's like better at qualifying, mm-hmm. but just can't seem to put it together race day. Yeah, it's ridiculous that he's had such issues so early on. We kind of mentioned Max's technical issues. Yeah. It obviously didn't really change much. He finished up at the top second best he could have. I would have loved to see him start a little higher up just because I wanted to see him in a Sergio battle. And that yeah. Happen. It felt like by the time he got to second place, it was just like he was battling that vibration. He said that he was like mm-hmm. experiencing and qualifying. And like the gap to Sergio was like another six seconds or something it was, like that. It's, it hovered between four and five seconds. Okay. But it never got below four seconds. So, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Sergio's quick at this track, which, I mean, this is his second pull ever for mm-hmm. Sergio, and it was the same track. Last year in he got it here, and this year he got it here. Second pole career? Yeah. Oh, interesting. And last year he beat Max on merit. That's interesting that he's had only two poles but five wins. Mm-hmm. And they've all, four of the five have been street circuits. Hmm. He's so good at street circuits. I, I, has, in some of my research coming up to it, that's what I heard was he was like a, a street god. Uh, it's it's crazy. He's, I don't know what it is. Something about having walls right on top of you. He's, yeah. He's just not afraid of it. It's crazy because street circuits, I mean, he's had Monaco, Baku, and Monaco, Monaco, Baku, Singapore, mm-hmm. and now Jeddah. That's, mm-hmm. did, he, did he win Jeddah last year? No. Okay. He got screwed by the safety car, mm. which almost happened again this year. Yeah. But he lucked out. Charles had a good qualifying. Yeah. P2, which was huge. For him having a good penalty. You need that. He needed it. Yeah. That was, and he was only like a tenth or so off of Sergio. It's disappointing to see, like, with Max starting at back further and making up more places. Like, I would have liked to see Charles do the same, but obviously they just stuck. drive different cars. So it's yeah. like, is he, like, technically good enough? Probably, but his car's just not, no. not there yet. George Russell, also phenomenal qualifying. I think he was P four, so he was on P. He was on third on the grid. Mm-hmm. It's a great start for him on that Mercedes. They said in the post race, like when he was still on the podium, yeah, they were asking him, not, they were asking him questions and kind of they started off with one of the questions saying like, this is kind of like a, it was like a, shoot, like a I'm gonna have to cut this. That's no, okay, but. <laughs> This was like his kind of entry as taking – it was like him taking another step yeah. forward, kind of like him being the the leader of Mercedes in a way. Like I know Lewis is obviously the guy there, but oh, it's but like he, him kind of maybe surpassing him a little bit. He has to at some point. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen sooner or later. You know, yeah. God, Lewis ain't going to be in the sport forever, so mm-hmm. someone has to take that leadership role at Mercedes at some point. And then obviously Fernando Alonso getting P3 and qualifying, but with – Charles Penalty moving up to the front row, mm-hmm. which ended up being a blessing and a curse for Fernando. Once yeah, the race started. He, he that first row, I kind of feel like in a way there's no difference between P1 and P2, just because it's depending so, on how your start is, like yeah. you could. And then the P with P2 in that track, you have the inside line going into turn one. So you're saying it's almost even more so beneficial. It's almost beneficial, I think. You can just. Turn one, you might, why not just shoot up the inside? Like, it's the very yeah. first turn. Everyone's going to be super cautious going to turn one. Like, if you have the inside line, yeah, send it. I mean, we saw it work. And it worked. And it, that it worked with quotations. Because yeah. Because he ended up being... I mean, that kind of... Did you see how far out of the grid box he was? I saw him, like, like off to the He's side a lot. far left. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer that they make it that strict. Because he wasn't, like, forward. He yeah, wasn't getting like a head start. He was yeah, just like a little bit off to the side. Left where, like, if he was far, farther far over to the right, Sergio mm-hmm. might have been able to like cover him a little better or something like that. Like, yeah. I, I guess there's probably still some that. sort of advantage yeah, you can gain from it. 
At least, I mean, he's been doing it for 20 years. Like, come on. It, yeah, that's been doing my it for thing. 20 years. Come on. I'm like, just put it in reverse, a little three point turn, and what just adjust silly it. a little mistake to make, Fernando. So. Do they only get one shot to pull into that spot? Yeah. They, don't, they can't back it up? Oh, oh that's no. dumb. Those cars are so hard to put in reverse as it is, too. Yeah, you'd probably be there for an hour just no, trying to, like, three-point yeah. turn that bad boy. I guess that kind of gets us into the race stuff. Yeah, I was six. So, Fernando goes down, turn one, takes the lead. We were all so excited to see it. I, I knew he was going to do it because he just – he wasn't going to just give up. He no. wasn't going to just let Sergio go by. Like, I, who – if you're in that situation, who does not want to take the lead of the race? Yeah. Just to do it. Well, I mean – Obviously, I feel like, especially on a streets course, right, where it's, like, maybe harder to pass, like, you want to get out front and just, like, Fuck play defense. And to be fair, the two of them at the beginning of the race pulled away from the rest of the, the pack. Like, they were, I think the two of them were, like, five seconds ahead for the majority, like, the first part of the race, just because Fernando was staying in Sergio's DRS, just getting the extra pace, and was just, mm-hmm. like... Kind of playing off each other a little bit. cruising in front of the rest of the field. I mean, yeah. a lot happened on that first lap. Like, what did it, so we had the pass. We had maybe the glimmer of hope that a Red Bull might not take first place on the podium. But then there was also some, yeah, some bumping and bumping and grinding going on that led to some debris. Here, Gasly got a little wide on Oscar Piastri mm-hmm. and just tore the front right end plate off of his <laughs> McLaren. Jeez. And then, unfortunately, sure enough, because McLaren can't get it any worse than they already can. Uh, Lando then proceeded to run over Oscar Piastri's debris and got damage. Ugh. So they ended up both having to pit and go from Piastri goes from a phenomenal eighth place down to last, and then Lando yeah. sure enough followed. Yeah, which I mean I don't know if we expect anything else from McLaren at this point. I think it's just kind of become a joke. They're, well, they're the new like. Joke team, the meme team, yeah. the Williams, like I think the problem is Zach Brown. I've been saying it all 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 season. So I think for me this kind of gives him a little bit of an excuse. He's like, Oh, it's not me, it's the fact that we Bad got luck. ran yes. over and then ran over other stuff. But he, got screwed by he kinda has a bit of an excuse yeah. for why he finished the team finished so poorly this season or this uh race. But yeah. no, but it was uh still doesn't help him, his cause, really. Classic. Classic McLaren. It's already. a big blunder. And then on the first lap, also, I think it was the first lap, one of the first laps, I want to say first lap, Stroll had a crazy move on Fernando Alonso around the outside. I don't know if you saw it, but like he just hung it around the outside of, not Fernando Alonso, I was say. Uh, Carlos Sainz. Yeah. Just hung it around the outside of Carlos Sainz. I did see that. Was, uh, like, that's a, tough, that's a tough overtake. I When I saw the video of it, it looked like – I was a little confused because it looked like that signs gave him the space on the outside because mm-hmm. he was like in front of Stroll and then he kind of cuts into the cuts into the inside mm-hmm. and then Stroll kind of just like takes a, a wider turn. What's ban- that's, that's a bank corner. So, so like he can he keep can a little more speed on the outside too. On the outside. I was just surprised that he kind of gave him the space to make the move on the outside yeah. rather than like forcing him out even wider. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was just like that was the smart move or, or if he had to. I just thought he was just yeah, – I, I just didn't think that he was going to be, be able to carry the momentum around the outside yeah. that early on in the race when the tires are still – it could have also been everything. maybe signs kind of foresaw that like he was gonna take that outside line, so he's like, I'm just gonna cut inside and try to make the shortest distance from point A to point B and beat him to like the end of the turn. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I've, I haven't been in his position, so I wouldn't know necessarily. But other than that, I mean, not really much else happened for the first part of the race. I mean, Max and Charles. Charles had a great start. Charles was just cutting through the field at the very beginning, like yeah, just get, making up places. Max. We Max didn't go through the field quite as quick as I think everyone thought he was going to, but he was still going through the field pretty. It seemed to, like very methodical. Mm-hmm. Like even though he wasn't like slicing everybody up he necessarily, it was chance. just like he, he didn't want a chance to crash bits at a time. Like that. Yeah, just he a was little making bit. calculated overtakes for the most part. Like didn't put his car didn't was stick wasn't sticking his nose anywhere it shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, well, and that seems like I, I mean so it was a mature race. Not that all the races. Are all the races the same distance? Five longest tracks, so these mm-hmm. would be the least number of laps. Okay. It is Spa's the longest, then Jeddah's the second longest. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, Vegas is going to be the third, but we won't count that. Then Baku, Silverstone, and Suzuka. Hmm. So, yeah, actually, it's uh, so uh, it's actually a whopping six. It's over six kilometers. It's three point per lap. Uh, yeah, three point eight miles a lap. Hmm. So, I guess that makes sense. I feel like there are maybe some longer straightaways in it or something like that. Is that like for example, um, Australia? That's the next race, right? Melbourne. Yeah, that's only three point two miles. Oh, it's short per lap. So that's like eighty laps. Ninety laps. Is that a circuit or a street? Street track. Um, Mexico's only two point six miles. I said Austria is probably the shortest one. I can find that one. Austria is really short. I feel like two point six miles is Austria. That lap's only like a, a little over a minute. So hmm. yeah, no, like Jenna's a very long okay. per lap track, but the more the longer the lap is, the less mm-hmm. more that could happen in between, I suppose. Yeah, I was just then you have less laps though, also. Yeah. So like Austria is a ton of like Austria is like seventy two laps, I think. Okay. That's a lot. Plus, I like those. I like seeing a lot of laps. I don't know what it is. It's something interesting. Although Spa is my one of my favorite races to watch every single year. It's so long of a lap. And it's over like Jeddah's really tight of an area. You know, make it's like a yeah. It's like a very confined area. It's like not a fun whole, race like, because you can't make passes as much. No, I mean like the whole entire track, like the shape of the track. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's like very, it's very long. Conf- and it's very confined. And, and like, like the shape yeah. of it. I know what you're talking about. It's not like a big circle necessarily. It's more like No, it's a very, very tight, like little More like a rectangle rather than a square. Something like this. Like let's see how like Confined, yeah, it is. It's like slender. Spa is takes place over a huge, yeah, area. Yeah, like I, so I love that Spa is this like big open like, and it's out in like the wilderness, like like Jeddah's very like downtown in Saudi Arabia. It's really, yeah, there's buildings everywhere, which looks cool. Yeah, but like Spa, like you're out in the middle of nowhere, like in the forest. It looks, it's just a very like. Wonder what what the difference in sound is like in these places where That's it's like saying, that'd be dude. interesting to know like, like I wonder how far away you can hear those F one cars from in that. You think area. there's more echo when you're like in a in a city than there is like it probably drowns it out with everything going on. Like I said, yeah. I bet you if you're in Spa, if you're in that like Belgium Belgium area, you could probably hear from like miles around. That sounds awesome. That would be cool from kilometers. Yeah, get it right, right? <laughs> yeah, we're the only country in the world that's working with miles and feet. Yeah, so we are at, we talked about Stroll Pass and Carlos. So in our notes, we are. We're about, oh yeah, so Fernando did take the lead in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But Sir, I think it was that four, Sergio, quite quickly. Once DRS came back and that Red Bull became a rocket ship in a straight line, uh, Sergio took the lead back pretty quickly. Fernando held on to DRS for as long as he could, mm-hmm. but uh, then Sergio just kind of ran away with it, and we all thought, once Max got to fourth place, I was like, oh boy. Like, it's like, does he have enough time? That's what I was kind of waiting on was like, was when are the lap numbers going to get, when are we going to get too close to the end where it's like, okay, that's where he's going to finish at, but yeah. he's, I felt like he was at second place with more than enough time. Mm-hmm. Like I was still kind of waiting on him to catch up to first. Well, but... so so Alonso had that Pacheco and penalty, mm-hmm. and then Stroll DNF'd. Mm-hmm. I think something with his car happened, and ended up like I saw him spraying his car with a fire extinguisher and everything. They were yelling at him on the radio. I heard that earlier. They were to like, stop the they car were like, stop track. the car, get off track, like immediately. They, and they, I thought that's crazy. That a safety car come out. I'm surprised because I thought the car was off track. Well, the fact that he got off so cleanly. Like, I don't know what goes into each safety card procedure, but, like, the it's, fact that he got off and it looked like he went, like, off, off track. I, didn't, I was, I am shocked that there was a safety card. I thought it was unnecessary. Big conspiracy it's, here. Did they do it to help out Max? No. So, no? here's the thing. They actually helped Fernando out a lot. Because Fernando could serve as five-second penalty in the pits during mm. a safety car when everything's, like, slowed down. Yeah. So, that actually, because of him... Stroll DNFing, he was actually able to go in the pits, serve his penalty, and still come out ahead of everyone else. Huh. 
So he still came out in P2, which I said that Stroll gave Alonso a little good out of jail free card. Yeah. Like, literally got away with it. But I also thought once the safety car hit, the field's clumped up. Yeah. You have Sergio on first, mm-hmm. Max in fourth, separated by two cars. I was like, it's over. Max is going to win. But yeah. Here we go. P15 to first. And then Sergio starts to pull away and yeah. makes a gap. And Max, after he passes us cars, just never closes that. They, they were going back and forth for fastest lap. Yeah. At the end of the race, just fastest lap, fastest lap, fastest like. I was like, what the? Hell? I think that just shows how fast the Red Bull car is. Is like Sergio started after the safety car in first, and it's so fast that he just got to build a lead while like Max had to still fight yeah. in those other spots to like. I, not that he wasn't fast enough to take second, but by the time he got there, didn't couldn't open it up. I think this was a little bit of an encouragement for Sergio, and I actually really hope that they start. I want to see battles if Sergio, especially on street circuits, if Sergio can hold his own. Yeah. If I he mean, can win the street circuits, he can win the championship. I would love to see a battle in the championship. Yeah, like, I guess I don't really care if it's two Red Bull drivers. I would just like it to not be, yeah. like, a Max runaway. What's the thing? We all thought Max was going to run with it. But if Sergio can fight... Yeah, I'd be I'd be down to just watch two Red Bulls fight. It would still make it more interesting than just, like, Max being up by been. 30 points or whatever. Another teammate battle was uh, it was Hamilton pulling up on the back of George Russell in mm. DRS, and they were saying, hey, if, if Lewis catches up, you know, we... We need to let him by. Yeah. And George was basically like, no, and just took off into the sunset. Just pulled a, pulled a gap on Lewis Hamilton on worst tires. I heard a um a clip from him that was basically like they knew that Alonso had a penalty. They thought he did. Or thought At he did. End, yeah. So they were saying, like, this isn't the time for us to fight. Like, let's just c- cover as much ground as we can mm-hmm. because he's going to get that penalty and we'll yeah. be in a better position because of it. I think that's probably why they were saying that maybe he's showing some leadership as he was, like, calling out, like, mid-race. Like, let's, let's relax. Do, yeah. Like, this isn't the time to fight. Like, we are better served as a team if we just try to make up ground here rather yeah. than than fight each other. At the end, he was trying to – they thought they was going to get another penalty, so they were pushing again to get it, but that did not happen. Um, Alex Albon was having a great race. Yeah. And then his brakes decided to give up on them and – he had to retire, and so after that, like I said, he got points. His first point of the season, last race, big for Williams. Like they went yeah. from not scoring points almost ever to first At least race not of last the place. season, yeah, like killing it. And then, and then, uh, also, Logan, like I said, Logan was having an okay race, was doing some good overtakes and everything. Just his tires kind of died out at the end, and yeah, kind of got screwed. I kind of want to jump back to that penalty because we had some groundbreaking. Like some new precedent set with the with the rules and everything. It was tough to watch that happen. That play out, yeah. It's just like, kind of a roller coaster. It looks bad for for a new fan to watch the race. So if you really don't know what's going on, you're a new fan of F one, you watch the race and you go, Oh, Fernando got P three, like that yay. Yeah. And then you see on the news, oh we got fourth. And then later on you see on Twitter, oh you got third again, and you're like, What is going yeah. on? Like I'm just like what what sports league has so much gray area where, like, they just don't know what to call it? You know what I mean? And they were talking about how essentially the rule is like a handshake agreement. Like, yeah. the rule specifically says you're not allowed to work on the car. Mm-hmm. And that's what's, like, set in stone. The handshake agreement is like, oh, but we have to use the the front dolly or the front jack to, like, guide in yeah, the car. The and they're like, okay, I guess that works. Like, that doesn't necessarily count. And it's just, like... This is a professional sport league. You can't have that much gray area where, like, people complain about football. They say, what's a catch? Like, there's you got to so make much, two football moves. there's always so much gray area in F1 that they're doing, and it's kind of unfortunate. It's just it's some of the coverage I saw of it was just, like, just be more specific on the rule. Like, if you don't want anybody touching it, like, make the rule. You can't – no person or object can touch the car before you serve the penalty. Yeah. It's also ridiculous. So, the I think, I think that the – Safety car happened at 15. It's pretty early. So uh, so that incident happened lap 15, that means, when they went in the pits for the safety car and everything. Mm-hmm. They didn't give him the penalty until after the race. Yeah. That's, you have 35 laps to That's let a, the driver and team know. Yeah. You have a 10-second penalty. For him, I might have driven harder. It might have pulled well, the gap. It, it might, actually worked he, out for him, I think. Well, no, because he – so what happened was – Like, had he had – he, let's say – because – 
from what I saw, they said, no, he served the penalty fine. Mm -hmm. And then on lap 50, they said, oh, no, you didn't. Yeah. Like, that's when they got back to him. So, But, but had they gotten back to him earlier, he would have served the 10-second penalty. No, he wouldn't have pitted. He would have gotten at the end. Oh, okay. Okay. But he would have tried to... Just build a bigger gap. I see. I, and he might have... You like you don't know unless he would have let him. You know he was he might have pushed harder. Maybe he might have been able to get a ten second gap on Russell if he if he knew he needed to get it. Just yeah, a little bit more incentive under it. Lights a fire under your ass. I mean, do you think that would have prevented him from from giving up second? Is what you're saying? So no third. Yeah. So like so like so he would he so if he knew he was going to get the penalty. So let's say they immediately tell him at seventeen, you have a ten second penalty for incorrectly serving. Blah blah blah. Yeah. He's gonna just. Try to build that ten second gap, yeah, because he knows it exists. So and then that way, like there would there would have been no if he would have gotten it, he, he would still would have gotten, gotten the pole. Regardless. Yeah, he would have gotten the position like, yeah. cleanly. But um, so it's just frustrating that we have so much back and forth and inconclusiveness, and there's just not a clear yeah to say that he to say that he laps, served it right and then go back and say oh no never mind he didn't yeah, like that's kind 30, of bullshit. Thirty five laps later, you decide like come yeah, it's way too late. Like once you make the call, you just need to stick to As it. Esteban Ocon, it was immediate. They, yeah, they, they were like wrong yeah. within a couple laps. Yeah, and then you're gonna tell me after no, come on. And even that was kind of, like, even that penalty, wasn't it just that somebody was touching the car? Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't even like they were actually working on it. They just had their hands on the car or something like that. It's like, that's not working on the car. Pull it out their ass a little bit. I think they need to, I think they're going to revisit that rule. And for now, it seems like there's a precedent set where, like, you can have both jacks on it and it doesn't count. I think think they're going to make it just just the front jack. You think they'll they'll put it in stone? Yeah, I think they need to. Well, yeah, for fans watching, like you said, the new fan needs to be able to know what oh, to expect. It was frustrating. It was and the confusing. fact that there's, I had to be on Twitter for half an hour just to see what was going on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then they were, another F1's posting Fernando hundred podium, and then they're deleting the post, and I'm like, oh, what do with the post? And then that's like, the number one rule Russell in journalism. It's a podium, and I'm like, what the hell? And then you never want to have to delete a post. Oh, that's just so such a bad look. Oh. I did so, like though with. Uh, Sergio showing face at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it really came down to whoever got the fastest lap was in the ch- lead of the championship, and they're a point away from each other going into round three in Australia. Yeah. Which is more, it's a street circuit. It's mm-hmm. not as conventional of a street circuit. Maybe a little more open, room it's, to maneuver a little bit more. It's not as, It's not like a street circuit where it's like tight. Yeah. But it's not like, like city streets. It's technically a street yeah. circuit. But, um... It will be interesting to see them there. I mean, like we were talking, like I don't necessarily hate a battle for second play or first and second between the two Red Bulls, no. and if it does stay that close, where it's like it's, like, it could be it's like just a, the fastest lap away, like that would be incredible like, for the like, sport. Like, it was like Nico Hulken or Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton. I know you probably didn't watch that, but there was 2016. Lewis Hamilton was having a tough season mm-hmm. with reliability and stuff, and his teammate was picking up the pieces. And then it came down to the last couple of races, like. At least, the, at least the, there was a fighting for the championship. It yeah. wasn't just Lewis running away with it. You know, it made it interesting. And I, if if uh, Sergio wins the championship, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. Like, it's fun to watch. Yeah. It'll be fun to see. If if the Red Bulls battle, it'll at least make it interesting. Yeah. It'll be better than, than just having. Just, it'll be yeah. better than last year when Max just, just dominated everything. So, personally, I'll ask you. Mm-hmm. Did you have a personal winner or winners of Saudi Arabia? I think I usually wouldn't give it to him just because he's so good. But the fact that Max went from fifteen to two, like that's a that's a feat. Yeah. That's an accomplishment in my eyes. Like I don't necessarily, I'm sure he's done stuff like that before, but that's just impressive to watch. Yeah. Like you kind of expect the guy to like not even podium when you start at the very back of the field. Yeah, 10 but out of 10 um, I'd say so. I don't know – again, I don't know the intricacies of, like, what he was doing, but yeah. just to make it back there means that he did something right. Like, he had to he had to battle. See, I can only give him, like, a 9 out of 10 just because – Maybe not like, a 10 out of 10. Just because he didn't – Like, he didn't Sergio. win. He didn't catch Sergio. That's what I was going to say. Maybe 10 out of 10 if he takes that back and wins it, but just the fact that he did have to go through, like, 14 individual fights to get to second place, like, eight and a half, nine, is impressive. Yeah. Um – any other any other winners for you? Or? Um, Charles making it back into the points is is nice. Not necessarily like for me, that's a personal yeah. win. Like I seeing my Ferrari guys up there is nice. I think personally, I had a couple winners. Yeah, 
think, I think this is actually I think Oscar Piastri is actually winner of the weekend. I know that he had a really bad race, mm-hmm. but to put the McLaren in P8 that we what we're saying is the lowest team. We're expecting nineteen twenty yeah. every time from them. Mm-hmm. P8 in your first year in Formula One, not bad. Not bad. A car that we're literally calling a piece of crap. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, well, yeah, we'll see how they put it together. I do think it's not like it's at least encouraging if you're a McLaren fan to see like you're starting up in the points. Yeah. So it, at the very There's least, if you can maintain. There's a chance. We'll see. Um, my other winner, another winner of mine, Yuki Sonoda. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot about Yuki this week. Uh, he's that AlphaTauri is. So that was like the best of the rest car for a while. Like the longest time I was literally seeing it where it was like the 2021 battle. Mm-hmm. It was, you saw Max, Lewis, Sergio, Valtteri, and then Pierre Gasly in the AlphaTauri P5. Mm-hmm. Best of yeah. the rest every time. Mm-hmm. Pierre was always at the top of the midfield. That's where we thought that Red Bull was going to be, mm-hmm. or that AlphaTauri was going to be. And now it's have another stinker car, like a low midfield team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Yuki's 11th place back-to-back races. He's so close to getting some points yeah. in a car that is probably largely shouldn't be there. Points, yeah. yeah, so I think that he's doing pretty good, especially because I thought he was going to be horrible this season. Yeah, Kevin Magnussen scores Haas's first points of the season, P10, pulled it out from the last couple of laps, passing Yuki Tsunoda. Tough for him, but Haas getting points race two is Kevin Magnussen again getting the first points for Haas. It'll be interesting to follow throughout the season, like who ends up being like the cream of the crop with that midfield, because that was McLaren's spot for a yeah. couple of seasons. It so it's going to be, and then it was McLaren. Yeah, and that's a for granted. Like we have four. Like okay, there's obviously like Red Bull, Aston Martin, Mercedes. and Aston Martin. I feel like kind of jumped yeah, ahead. Like they would have been like maybe that best of the rest, but they've taken like a huge leap where it's like yeah. you need to consider them in that elite category. I think, it, I think it's literally Red Bull and then Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Mercedes and then Ferrari. Or Ferrari the Mercedes? I, I think you know. could probably interchange the Mercedes-Ferrari just depending on what you're looking at. But, then but everyone else is like, but there's a clear pace difference between everyone else. Yeah. Which I think that, um, I think that clear of everyone else is actually Alpine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were 8th and ninth, which I mean, what, else, good. what else do you expect? Yeah. The top four teams, that's realistic. That means there's only two point spots available. Besides for the top teams. Yeah. And Alpine got the other two. got those. In a, yeah. Stroll DNF, so you can't count that. Yeah. So that's why Kevin Magnus got the last one. But Alpine's just sitting right where they should be. Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon both just getting their points. You know what I mean? If I said over under one race, let's say one and a half races for uh, Alpine to win a race, would you take the over or the under? You, you don't think they would win a single race? Or they would have to win two to beat one and yeah. a half? No. I would no? take even a half. I think the only teams that win a race this year are those top four. Mm-hmm. I think I think if there's something crazy that happens, though, Aston Martin wins a race this year. Fernando Alonso wins definitely. a race this year. No, definitely. That, that's like coming into it, you thought maybe. I think, no, even coming into this race, it was uh, Sergio had the best odds. And then starting from 15th, Max yeah, had the so second best, best odds, odds which, was, which was kind of crazy. I thought I'd, there was some Chris good value. Chris was tempted to bet on him. Yeah. Well, I'm calling you out, Chris. Yeah. I hope you did bet because, <laughs> wow, what a – But he was – I mean, that was still good for him. Yeah. George Russell had a good race. Mm-hmm. Finished almost third, <laughs> fourth. Yeah. But kept Hamilton back, you know, kept Hammer time behind him, and it was uh, – George Russell's seeming to really step up. Seems like he's finding his place. Mm-hmm. Kind of maybe starting to fill in as like a – did we mention it already? Like the leadership role Captain, yeah. sort of I like – he's going to be – I think like I said, I would love to see them sign either another rookie or put like Lando Norris. Mm-hmm. When, I think when Hamilton retires. It's Lando's spot. And Lando. And then just have – those two would be awesome. Yeah. it's. I think it's shaping up for, for George Russell to be like the face of Ferrari – or not Ferrari, face, face of, of Mercedes for like the next – I think years to come. Be, they want McLaren to be the face of Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Russell to be the face of. I was kind of daydreaming today about uh, Charles being on different teams. I don't know why. Because and it just it just fits all perfectly though. Because like so he's on gas. 
He's he's from Monaco. Yeah. He's got that Ferrari. He's got the look. When you think of Ferrari, you think Charles Leclerc fits it perfectly. Yeah. And Carlos Sainz kind of does too. Yeah. In a way. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? They kind of, they they seem like they they fit it. They're cool. Yeah. So when you you think think of Ferrari, Ferrari, you think of Charles. It fits. Yeah. When you think of Mercedes, you think of Lewis Hamilton, but you also think of George Russell now. Like, he fits that British. 100%. That British pretty boy that they like pulling up and just like a, a clean cut silver mercedes something that, like that like it's just George, it fits his look Lewis is the same way mm-hmm. pretty boy talented they're sitting in the back they got a driver then you have red bull who has i mean you think of red bull you think of max verstappen mm-hmm. it's just i also kind of imagine like for some reason with red bull i feel like that's it's almost like more blue collar like people who have like had to earn it yeah. To get there because they do kind of like change out their drivers every other yeah. year, and now they finally Max have two guys the who only like only like certainty. Yeah, that's like let's say there's like like you know death taxes and Max Verstappen on Red Bull. Like yeah. those are the three things that are certain in life. Yeah. Um, and then my number one winner of Sergio. I mean, ten out of ten race mm-hmm. did everything he needed to. Got past in the beginning. Didn't he? Didn't care. He didn't need to make that risk in the first turn trying to fight off. Yeah, that was not his race. You know, he didn't care, and he did did everything perfectly. Yeah, they had him in the podium, and they basically he was saying that um, he just remained calm. He's like, "Listen, you're gonna maybe he takes that, but he's like, I'm just gonna do my own race, mm-hmm. race my race, and wherever we finish, we finish, and finishes first. I mean, he we, he flew by Fernando, so we weren't too worried about that. And then, uh, did you have a personal loser or losers? Of- well. I think the biggest loser every week is probably McLaren. Yeah, I was going to say, that was my number one. McLaren, McLaren overall. It, it, it almost feels personal at this point for me, yeah. where I just like enjoy seeing them lose. I kind of hate seeing the drivers lose because oh, they don't really have a whole lot to do it. with it. But like, but the team, it's, I'm, it's just like they... It's like the meme now. We're like, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're off, you're watching the race. Like the race is about to start. Something comes up, you take a phone call, you're making something to eat, you come back, you come back to the TV... It's lap three in McLaren's nineteen twenty, and you're like, yeah. nothing's changed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're not my biggest loser of the race, but they're definitely my. I would. They're just the biggest losers. Biggest on the track. losers overall, but they're not of the season. But if we're talking on a race by race, Valtteri Bottas. I did see a lot of like disappointment in him. What a stinker. Lap, yeah. He was a lap down. Tried putting in a. He tried being the fastest lap at the end of the race, but the soft tires on. Mm-hmm. Was still two seconds off the pace. Jeez. I was like, "Oh my!" God. Where did he start in qualifying? Whoa! I, th- I think he got knocked out Q one. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I thought I heard maybe he started in like the top ten, but that was, no. that was probably wrong. And then uh, Nick DeVries, Formula E champion, Formula Three, Formula Two, I think. Supposed to he did grid in Monza last year. Has yet to show anything in Alphatari. Mm-hmm. I know that car is kind of a stinker, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's not showed anything at all. Yeah, like coming into it, I thought just because the last – I think I've been in Formula 1 like two, three seasons like following it and having him come in and score points was like in my mind like, yeah, that's crazy. Like this race. might be the next big thing, you know, yeah. like first race score points as a reserve driver. Like he probably doesn't even get the same amount of time practice. I'm pretty sure it was. So. Yeah, so it's just like I kind of had big expectations for him coming into it to at least show a little spunk. He not score points or anything. No. And uh, it could just be – it's also a new car, right? Like – he was with that team, Williams, right? You he was Mercedes overall. Okay. But, you know, Williams is part of Mercedes, yeah. so. So he had at least a little more familiarity with, like, the Williams car, so maybe jumping into it as, like, the replacement driver was more comfortable than, like, starting with a whole new team and having to figure that out. I know he didn't get practice, I don't think, either. No. He's never, and he's never driven this track, so. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's fair to say that maybe he bounces back in that Hopefully. later half of the season. And believe it or not, my biggest one of my biggest complaints is Carlos Sainz. Just like he started up there with the with the rest of them, mm-hmm. Charles caught up to him. Like he's just not showing pace in that Ferrari compared to Carl or compared to Charles. Charles. Like he needs to show more pace. He needs to. It's just he's not extracting the most out of that car. Yeah, like. It's just it doesn't seem like he's doing as well as last year, at least from my no. perspective. Like it doesn't like I feel like he was up there like top three a lot. At the end of the year, he was really catching. Where Charles. did he finish in the points last year? I think 
So top five, presumably. Yeah, but like at the end of the year, he was at the end of the year he was closing the gap to Charles. Yeah. And I thought, okay, twenty twenty three is gonna compete. He's not racing like a top five driver in my opinion, and the points probably show yeah, it too. Yeah. Like, um, and then my biggest loser. Oh, of, just one more thing on that, but like, especially now that Charles is looking at like a, he probably won't get those grid penalties again. Mm-hmm. But like in a race where Charles starts at a bottom, like has that penalty, you would really like to see the other guy step up step and be up? like, okay, we're gonna, well, like, gonna we're starting down. If, I mean, now he's, he's taking so many engine penalties. Yeah, like, like it's likely to happen at least one or two more times, right? It's crazy. And then my biggest loser for the race is uh, the FIA. Mm. Yeah, I take those, back what I said about McLaren. That is like this has been ridiculous. How do you run? A, they're probably making billions of dollars, right? Probably and close to it, and just like it's ridiculous that you don't have the rules like set in stone for plain to see for everybody. Like just, and it was just such a back and forth and wave of emotions. Yeah, and, like just make a decision. And they, and they like Fernando celebrated on the podium and everything. Yeah, and then take it away, and then you it back. It's just like oh, get it. Yeah, they yeah. shit together, FIA. Well, it's like even if you make the wrong decision but you stick to it, at least then people are like talking about your sport. Yeah. Like if you just keep flip-flopping like – It looks really then, bad. Yeah, then you're the subject that's like – it's not like the teams don't get to argue. Like there would have been a nice discussion between Mercedes and Aston Martin fans about like, oh, who deserved to get what. But I mean, now it's just like Aston, FIA stinks. Aston like, Martin had a good that. argument but like the FIA just been like, no, you can't touch the car. Yeah. And then just stuck to it. And then made that the official rule. You're the governing body. Just make the rules. Yeah. Set them in stone. It was a little frustrating. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it was a better race. It wasn't as exciting as the first two years. It's just kind of the way it was just because of the pace difference. Yeah. Well, Um, and, you know, and and they made those different changes. Like the couple highlights that we were talking about in the episode that will never be heard is like how – Charles and Max were kind of fighting for the DRS zone that they changed. Yeah, and that never happened. There was an opportunity for that. Yeah. So, yeah, it just wasn't – the cars aren't at the competitiveness as they were last year. Like, we need to see a race where it's 1-2, Max, Sergio, and they fight. Yeah. That's realistically if we – Where we're going to get enter- any entertainment value. And entertainment of the season, Max and Sergio need to be wheel-to-wheel for a race. I think that's where we see the difference in – the, the driver quality is like times when Max has started up front, he just even he puts a 15 second gap on Sergio. I would love to see a race where like Baku or mm-hmm. I can't wait for Monaco this year, but like I would, I Monaco can't wait for nice. street circuits where Sergio starts first and Max starts second. Yeah. And, and just see what they go see in. See where they head. Or thinking. even the other way around. But I just want to see. Yeah. I want to see some battling. Should for we the, put for the lead? Should we put Max in a go kart? Yeah, he would probably still get. <laughs> points let's say you cut the track down let's say he only has to go half of the half of the distance he still scores points no, you think track. he finishes half of the god no. half of the track in the go-kart faster than everybody else does in the how f1 cars i don't know what we'd have to look up how fast go-karts go Probably like some pretty fast go-karts in the world I mean, we're talking like 60 70 80 miles per hour no the f1 car would destroy you it. think they they yeah probably yeah, the, the, now that I'm thinking about it, that's probably not even close. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think, but I think that Sergio has. I'm praying to the F1 gods that Sergio shows some pace. That's where my hope is: is I, that at least we get a battle between the Red Bulls, because otherwise it's gonna go back to that boringness we've been talking about of just Max running away fan, with it. You just need to accept for the rest of the season, you're a Sergio Perez fan. Yeah. So don your Mexican flag. And your Red Bull cap, and hope that Sergio can contest Max, or it's about to be the most disrespectful season of all time, <laughs> because so far it's been Red Bull one two, Red Bull one two, and even though Max didn't win both races, we're looking at the most dominant constructors championship yeah. of all time. I mean, they got to be pretty having first and second from the back to back races has got to be. I don't know if that's been that's probably been done before, mm-hmm. but I mean, it puts you in a great position to like just. Extend that lead because you know Max is going to get some more podiums. Even though the Mercedes was so fast, it was so fast. Oh, my God. Even though the Mercedes was so much faster back then, like we saw, I just think that with the way the regulations are and the way these drivers are mm-hmm. and the way the reliability is, 
just the drivers Max and Sergio are. Yeah. I think this could be one of the most dominant seasons of all yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, and, and if you think about it, if they get double podiums, it's basically scoring double points over everybody else, like every race. Every time. Which is just every tough. Every week, every race, they're literally just going to just. I think they're just going to win every single time. So, we got a week off. Hang on, we can pause. But um, do we maybe only make like next week? There's no race. Do we just not record next weekend, or do we try to come in with some, or at least not like record a podcast? Like maybe we record some sort of content. So this weekend there's no race. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so next Wednesday. Oh, but but then that would be pre-race for the next one. So yeah, never mind. Okay, so I I like coming over here every Wednesday. Yeah, I like the whole hanging out thing. So we're there's no race this weekend. Nope. Next weekend we're in Melbourne. Yep. Wow, look at you. Right? I'm so proud of you, Ryan. Well, I just heard it about big an up, hour ago. Big so. F1 fan. But big Melbourne. F1 fan over here. Melbourne? Melbourne? Melbourne, Australia. That's uh, sort of Danny Rick's hometown, right? He's from Australia. Do you know what it's called? The Australian GP? Oh, yeah, you know what they like? It's Albert Park. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. I didn't Albert know that. Park. Who's Albert? Oh, fuck. Is it? This is Park, though. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Rick's homeland. Okay. Maybe he'll... Ooh, that'd be great. Maybe might, we should... Uh, do something. Should we put a banana peel under, like, uh, like Max's bed so he slips and twists his ankle and then and then R- Danny Ricardo <laughs> Danny has to go? Rick, Rick drives. Oh, actually, yeah, I would... I would not mind, though. That'd be funny. Just some, just some some vaudeville comedy injury, you know? Like... Oh, he, I mean, he's already... An anvil falls on his no, toe. Watching McLaren race will be enough comedy for him. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that he got paid $18 million to... Watch that that ship sink. They paid him eighteen million dollars to kill his contract. I'm pretty sure. We, I don't know if we mentioned that. We might have mentioned that in episode three. Let me check. That's crazy. I mean, he probably got a huge buyout. That's you're right. It's it's laughing to the bank. You know, it's a uh, him just carrying a big old burlap sack of money over his shoulder McLaren and putting on a Red Bull paid, polo. McLaren paid a hefty eighteen million dollar fee to replace Daniel Ricciardo with Oscar Piastri. Wow. So he's literally laughing his way to the bank. Dude, $18 million to, to not, not do anything. To not – to join Red Bull as a reserve driver. I wonder if joining – because sometimes like – so he signs a new contract. Do you think that takes away from the money that he's owed? Or do you think that was like a straight up – because there would be like no. sometimes like when, a, when you release a player, like they get paid over the time of their contract. But if you sign a new deal, like the previous team no, only probably, pays he, the difference. I think he probably got the $18 million straight up because he was just a free agent. It's just a buyout, and yeah. And Red Bull's like – Hey, now you're available. Let's pay you. You want? Oh, so you, you want a job where you're a reserve driver, reserve driver for the best team yeah. in F1. You just practice every now and you're then. You're gonna and be paid a bunch of money, and you're about to be the. Media that would be interesting. Place. What's his current contract? Do we know that? No idea. But I wonder yeah. if they have to. Ex- Let's be real. They have a great reserve driver. Do they have though. to disclose those numbers? Because I know in the NFL, like head coaches, we don't know what they make. I wonder if we can find out. He sent me something the other day where there was, I think it was on a package of Red Bull, they put uh. Daniel and Max instead of Max and Checo. Remember that? You sent me like a picture of it. It looked like a Red Bull, like a case of Red Bull. And on the packaging, they didn't have Sergio on it. That it was, was Daniel. Daniel and Max. That's yeah, what, That's what all Red Bull drivers used to be. Yeah. So, I missed... I believe it says he's going to be paid... Yeah, so he's only been paying. He's only been paid like two million a year, but to I mean, still, that's not bad. A year to not do driving any, the simulator, to and, not do anything basically yeah. like, and you know he's getting a ton of endorsements and stuff like yeah. that. Like, dude's living his best life. That's what I was kind of sure. getting at. He's just doing like all the PR stuff for Red Bull. It's smart. Yeah, Max isn't a very likable person, so that's what I'm saying. Dude, they just need to throw Danny Rick into some Alphatari gear, and then there you go. There's your fashion brand. Yeah, like I don't know why they haven't done that yet. It's he's such a likable guy, especially you bring that to the, like the Miami GP, yeah, and the, or the Las Vegas, the Las Vegas GP. Just show put him in the most off. fresh outfit you could put it. Show off your Alphatari brand, then People yeah, we're gonna be like, what is that? Whoa, that was good. Well, yeah, anything, uh, anything to wrap us up here, Patrick? No, I just hope, I hope some more uh, Ferrari, champ, Ferrari and Shambles news comes out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm interested to see. Well, the only thing I think is, like I said, I'm interested to see how. Also, if the fireworks explode with Max and Sergio fighting, like Max has gotten the special treatment mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. Like he's mm-hmm. been their star child. Yeah. Wow, my voice right now. He's been the star child 
number one driver, number one driver, team priority. Sergio got the team orders. Mm-hmm. It's race three. They're almost tied on points. Yeah. There's no reason for team orders. Do they just let them fight for a championship? Mm, true. Like I said, Sergio just needs well, to pick. Sergio just needs to pick up this. If Sergio can just hit P two, P two, P two, and then something happens to Max and he picks up the scraps, mm-hmm. he's in championship contention. Is there a a world where Sergio wins and becomes too expensive to keep both of these guys around? Like, no, 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 so much money. Okay, so they still probably pay him. Is there any? There's not like a like I know there's a cap on like how much you could spend on the car, but is there like a driver cap like how much you could pay your drivers? I think so. So that means you might run into. But they're already. I think their salaries are already pretty high. Both of them. Yeah. Like I'm sure that Sergio's getting paid probably pretty nice. Well, I think, and they probably both have. I don't think they're either of their contracts are up for another couple years. And I honestly, I think yeah, Sergio's till 2024 through 2024. So he is coming up though. He has two more years. Like let's say he wins. Let's say he wins the championship in the next two years, and he's. If he wins, he's tied up there with Max. Honestly, if he wins a championship, I think he'd be okay with. I want a championship. I'd retire, bro. Just one, at one and done. Age, at his age, is he older? I think I heard he was pretty old. Yeah. I mean, I don't think uh, he's like he's obviously not the oldest. He's up there though. You think he's younger than Lewis? Probably not. I didn't know he's that old. No, he is. Never mind. No, he's only thirty-three. Not what? that old. What? See. Thirty-three. Middle-aged. You get in there. Pretty young. Fernando's forty-one. Yeah. Um, if, he's been in F one for a long time. Um, I don't know. Like, if I was Lewis, I'd retire. Yeah. Like, there's so many other things you can do with your life. And F1's awesome, yeah. I guess, nah. It's tough to say because if I was Lewis, I'd be like, man, I would be, be so much hungry. I'd be time, so like, hungry for just one more. At the same time, like, if you've been doing it long enough, if you really love it, you just keep doing it. Yeah, especially if you're still capable. Like, he's obviously still capable. Yeah, more than capable. I, yeah, I just want to see. I want to see if the gloves come off. I want to see if they... Let them fight or not. Just let them sock each other in the face a couple times. But what if they have? What if they come together? Like, that's to be like pandemonium. Like, yeah, like they come together, screw this, and be like, hey, be nice. Because yeah. They want to cost us points. Constructors, if they both DNF one race because of that's fifty points. Oh yeah, it's like the same, Ooh. the same argument for like how why them podium. Why them both getting podium every race is like just double points every week. Yeah. Like if the one week they miss and it's the week that. <laughs> Carlos and Charles like pop off, or then, Aston Martin pop off, yeah. and they get one two with. Then it's just like it makes us a lot closer. Yeah, just takes one race, one race. That's why. That's why. Like I said, DNFs are huge because like no points, no points. Yeah, especially if you're a top running person. Yeah, because then it yeah it, everybody else who's up there in the top is like Fernando will take twenty five points. Smells blood feet. in the water. Thank you.